The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Code of conduct. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king God made me punch in accurate numbers My castle won't crumble What I tackle will fumble I've been a leader when they ain't see it But now my feet is up According to me royalty didn't end with king touch Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs Big says sky is the limit I look down on the ledge I push the bar like I'm opening a cell Hands in my cookie jar You won't come out with a single nail I need all of mine The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked I make all my moves on the board, I invented my steps uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler, I feel like Mansa Musa Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda Triangle, look at it from my angle I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels yeah. I'm a king Heavy is the head that wears the crown I put in extra work that just can't be found I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Code of Conduct King Podcast I am your host Jay Spencer King And I am excited, it's Tuesday, March 21st And uh, it's a good week, it's a good week cause I'm about to be on vacation So uh, I'm excited to talk to y'all. Excited to kick it with y'all. Got a special guest joining me here in a bit. My man Justice from Buff Fan Base is going to be talking uh, to us about the AFC beasts. I feel like this year, um, you know, with the exception of pay- of the Patriots, I feel like everybody in the AFC East is kind of leveling up. You know, um, as much as I hate to say it, Miami has made some pretty good moves. Uh, they added, you know, one of the top cornerbacks in the league. And then you look at the Jets and the, well, they still haven't made the move yet, but Aaron Rodgers is probably uh, going to be the quarterback there. They signed a good wide receiver in Lazard, and uh, they already have a, a super dope defense. That I think, in my opinion, uh, they're the best defense that the Bills faced last year. Uh, so we're just going to get right into it. I'm going to bring my man Justice in, and, and we're going to, you know, it's going to be a good time. My brother, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Spence? Thank you for hey, having I'm me good. on. Man, thank you for joining me. It's not every day you get to have like creative directors and stuff on your show. So I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good. 
<laughs> yeah, me too, man. Uh, and, you know what I mean? I listen. You talking? You the legend here, <laughs> man. Okay, thank you, but no, I'm not. I appreciate it. And every just so everybody knows, so the intro. If you ever watched the show, um, the Code of Conduct intro, Justice did that. You know, he did like all of that. So you know, I've got Justice to thank for all of the dopeness that you, all the visuals that y'all get to see every week. He during the season he puts out some dope videos every single. Really, I feel like every week it might you might miss a week here or there, but I feel like during the season you typically hit him with a dope video. You you did the. the the Jordan Poyer video recently you did. Um, I could go down a list of dope videos that you've done. Let's talk before we get into like all of the, the, the moves of the, the division and all that stuff. Let's talk about you for a bit, man. Like how's this journey been for you? Cause I, I remember when you, far, when you first started doing podcasts and stuff and you started doing content and then, you know, you, you kind of made some transitions from, from network to a different network, kind of like me. I jumped around for a bit there from Buffalo Fanatics, now to Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, so just tell me a little bit about how you kind of got into it. What made you want to start doing it and all of that? Oh, yeah, man. Um, I, you know, I'm Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like you. I'm east side. You know what I mean? Uh, I grew up on Bailey and Delavan over there on Olympic. Um, I've been a Bills fan since I could remember since I had my first thoughts and, you know what I mean, uh, since my earliest recollection. So it was something that was always a passion of mine. And I don't I don't really get passionate about a lot. So to have something I was so passionate about, I feel like I was like, this has got to be something that I got to be involved in. And, um, you know, shout out to, you know, Dave, he, he gave me an opportunity. I, I never had bad blood with him because, you know, he, he, he kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. So, you know, he offered me an opportunity at Built in Buffalo. And I took full advantage of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, you know, and and that that was good. That was good for me because I learned a lot. I grew a lot. And then, you know, my guy, Mookie Hawkins, kind of came in and took me under his wing. And, and you know, he he just, man, he, he's been everything for me. You know what I mean? He put me in a lot of places, a lot of rooms, a lot of positions. And, you know, I kind of took the ball and I ran with it, uh, you know, so – you know, now everything is kind of just moving quickly, but um, I'm I'm so grateful, bro. I'm blessed, honestly. I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine some of the things that, you know, I, I've gotten to do in my wildest dreams, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, and, and so, kind of like me, like like you said, you, said, you kind of started off the way you did and then, like, now there's certain things that you're um, able to do, certain circles that you're in, certain environments that you just wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought you was going to be there. But the thing that I appreciate the most about you is that you stay humble with it. And, and like the work that you do while you're doing it, man, like it's just coming from a real, it's coming from a real place. And I appreciate that because you can tell when people are doing it and they're a little cocky with things and they talk down to people or they, you know, they do whatever you, you don't come with that energy. So I appreciate that. I just wanted to say that publicly. I feel like I, I, I say that to you often, but I want to say it in front of everybody. And I, I really appreciate how you want it. And then you mentioned Mookie, man. Mookie, Mookie's like, he's the one of all of this stuff. Like, I, I just love how, you know, he's so supportive of everybody. Any way he can help, you know, whoever he's going to help, he can put you in the right position and things. And, um, you know what? WL, uh, shout out to Sheila as well. Man. She, she, major people, man. When I, so before I started doing all of this, 
I don't talk about this often. So this is I don't give backgrounds to who Jay Spence is a lot, but I used to do some gospel hip hop and I was I was actually kinda dope. I wasn't you know, I mean I ain't gonna brag, but I mean I was kinda dope. And uh Sheila actually really got involved with that in a way that um, without her I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of stuff that I was able to do. So, and like, just you got a good team behind you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, what's going well, on I mean, with first fan of all, bro, I was I really appreciate that, and I I really appreciate the the role you've had in my journey as well. You know, what I mean, you took me out, you taught me some things. You know, what I'm saying you you definitely have had my back. You know, um, you know, throughout my journey, and I appreciate you for that, bro. You you my brother for life, for real. Um, but as far as the fan base, bro, we. So we just got out of like our first year, you know what I mean? Um, you know, last year was about branding, you know, this one about expanding, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we try to we try to go to the next level now. Um, we just launched the Ed Kilgore, you know, former Channel 2 host. Today is for his uh, first podcast, you know, drop. Uh, we got, of course, we got Mookie Hawkins, you know, we got Ruben Brown on the, on the network. You know, we got a lot of great up-and-coming shows here. Um, live shows, podcasts, we got blog, YouTube, you know, whatever you need, you know what I'm saying? We got it. Uh, you know, uh, shout out to my guy, Jake Jordan. Um, you know, come with the, all the content you need, man. You know, uh, it, we, we got you over at Buffalo fan base. So, uh, it's, 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 oh, and also we are doing a, um, I told you about this Spence. Uh, we're doing a collaboration with Stevie Johnson this summer. Uh, where we're going to be hosting yeah. some wide receiver versus cornerback one on one. So if you think you, you know, what I'm saying you got the athletic gene, you know, what I'm saying come on out and uh, you know give it a shot. But get to run some routes in front of one of the greatest route runners ever. You know what I mean? And, and it's stuff like that where it's like, wow, like you know what I mean? I'm just I'm doing events with Stevie Johnson. Like what? What is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty cool. And Stevie's a dope person too, even yeah. outside of like. You know, you know, outside of the fact that he's one of the dopest route runners and outside of the fact that he was one of the realest in Western New York for the Buffalo Bills as a franchise. He's just a cool dude, man. And he's he's um same thing. Like I said about Mookie, he's solid, man. He'll um he's that guy that will that will help you in situations and he'll put you in the right conversations or the right rooms. So, you know, I mean, I just I wanted to shout out shout out to Stevie Johnson, too, man. So so let's get into some football. You and I, we text here and there, and um, I had some strong feelings about the Buffalo Bills over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and <laughs> <it was, laughs> so, I mean, well, let's start where everybody knows that it kind of got me. I'm a little bit better now. I'm in a better mood. Um, what do you think about the Tremaine Edmonds situation where he leaves, go to goes to Chicago? I'm happy for him. He got a good contract. What do you feel about it? Nah, man, absolutely. Congratulations to him, bro. You know what I'm saying? $18 million a year. I know he was making money before, but, bro, that's a different kind of money. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to him. Go ahead. You know, get your bag. I'm I'm not mad at it from his angle. From our angle, I'm really mad at it. Um, I feel like things should have been prioritized differently. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mookie asked Brandon, uh, Brandon Bean the question. You know, he was – and Brandon Bean basically, you know, was saying – you know, you're going to lose some guys, you know, you take risks here, you got to decide, okay, well, if we take this risk, we're not going to be able to keep this guy and so on and so forth. And I can accept that. I feel like there were other pieces that could have been sacrificed 
instead of our star middle linebacker, who's the captain of our defense, the the, the, the leader, the quarterback of our defense, if you will. Um, and what? I mean, maybe our strongest defender. I mean, you could you could make an argument that the safeties, but that's a tandem. You know what I mean? I think they were mm-hmm. there. You know, they're the best of them together. But individually, I think Tremaine Emmons, if, if Tredavious White is injured, obviously, so that plays a big part into it. But he was a top three, if nothing else, defender on our team. And, you know, the the the, the, the disrespect mm-hmm. he gets from the Bills Mafia is kind of crazy. They're like, oh, I don't want to pay him that money. And I'm not necessarily saying I would want to pay him $18 million a year either, especially with, you know, the little amount of cap room we had. But you could have got this done last year. You know what I'm saying? You could have sacrificed other players who got extensions and, and you know, knew, all right, we got to pay Tremaine, so y'all going to have to take the bite, you know what I mean? Or y'all going to have to, you know, uh, come up lower on your contract, whatever the case may be, but that's not the person that you let walk, you know? Uh, so that really ticked me off, I'm not going to lie. That I think I was about as mad as you <laughs> well I, I showed it and i let it out I, man i just it wasn't a good day for me when that happened man but it, it you you say he's one of the top or was one of the top three defenders on the team but then like you mentioned the disrespect and and maybe i don't even want to call it disrespect because I, I i agree that i feel that people can have opinions and i get it not everybody's going to see the game the same way we see it or not everybody's going to value That's, things the same way we value i respect but people saying that he like is terrible or he's trash or he, or any of that, which is like a lot of people, y'all wrong. Y'all just don't know what y'all talking about. I just want to put that out. There. <laughs> well, and that's that's normally where I'm at with it. It's like, look, okay, I mean, you could feel that way, but it's okay to be dead ass wrong, and that's what you are. Like you just you just straight up wrong. But um, but so for me, what it comes down to, I understand and I appreciate. Way everything played out, and and they were able to extend Milano for a couple more years. They brought Poyer back for a couple years. So for the most part, it seems like Brandon Bean brought back everybody. Um, we lost we lost Singletary, but again, like the people that we did lose outside of Tremaine, I feel like we kind of um, we kind of improved. You know, like because I do think as I love Devin Singletary, but I think Damian Harris is an upgrade to him. Um, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, listen. Listen, y'all know how I feel about Isaiah McKenzie. I think that we definitely upgraded that position as well. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like Brandon Bean, once again, is showing like, okay, I know that Bill's Mafia has this doubt. I hear you, Spence. You you have your doubts because I lose Tremaine. But everywhere else on the roster, I either brought the guys back or I improved it, even if it's incrementally. I improved it. So so let's talk about some of the moves that he just made. I just mentioned Damian Harris. What do you think about the Damian Harris uh, sign? I, I, well, just to piggyback off what you said about Brandon Bean, like I feel like this offseason had the potential to be catastrophic. It really did. Mm-hmm. And um, to lose Tremaine Edmonds was not a good start. And, and it kind of felt like it was heading toward that catastrophic, uh, you know, inevitability almost. But it, it happened, and I feel like, you know, to your point, he kind of did improve on a lot of the positions. I don't necessarily know. I, I wouldn't say Damian Harris is an upgrade over Singletary. Y'all know I'm a Singletary fan, all right? But I, I just feel like they didn't give Singletary enough carries. They didn't give him enough touches. If he got the requisite touches, I feel like he would have been perfectly fine and productive, but they just didn't They just didn't give him the ball to me. Um, so I for, for Damian Harris's sake, 
and for the sake of our team and balance, I hope that they do give Damian Harris and James Cook a better opportunity than what they gave Devin Singletary. Uh, just because that's probably what's best for our team to not have Josh Allen throw 60 times a game. Um, you know, you know, so uh, I, I, I but again, I don't think it's like a downgrade either. I feel like maybe it's a lateral move. Um, and then the, the Deontay Hardy signing, bro. Oh my God. I'm not gonna lie. Like for, for Sherfield and, and Hardy, you know, I was, I was like, when I first saw it, but then when I went to go look at the tape, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I see what he's doing now. He's trying to, mm-hmm. you know, add speed, you know, um, and and I think that's what we need. We need an offense to where we can get people out in space and, you know, set up screen plays and not have Josh do every single thing when, you know, Josh Allen has the most air yards per touchdown pass in the league, right, and then you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and those two are supposed to be battling for the top two spots in, in quarterback position in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has the least amount of air yards per touchdown pass in the league. What does that tell you? That means his coaches are scheming plays so that he can, you know, get the ball out of his hands and get, and get touchdowns. Um, and, and have players that have the ability to make plays to get touchdowns. And uh, Josh don't have to be the only playmaker. And I, I like the sound of that. You know, that's rack right there getting Sherfield and Hardy. But Again, to your point, I agree with you. I said this, you know, yesterday with Mookie. Brandon Bean is what he, he's he's six and zero at this point in terms of off seasons. He has done what he needs to do. Take the first two seasons away. The last four off seasons, he has put the Buffalo Bills in a position to win a championship, and that's all you can ask for your GM. Last year, we were the best team in history the first five weeks. And then, you know, did, so Brandon Bean did his job. That Now it comes down to the coaching to be able to take it the rest of the way. And every season pre-tech, pre, pre the first two seasons he spent rebuilding a roster and turned us into a championship caliber team. And then from then on, he always gave us an opportunity. So I don't, you know, uh, and uh, of course, you know, you can, you can have some criticisms about, you know, anybody, including Brandon Bean. But I feel like as far as, a GM doing his job in the offseason, Brandon Bean has been one of, if not the best of the league at that. Yeah, no, I feel like if you're definitely going to rank GMs, um, Brandon Bean has to be in that top four conversation. I think a couple years he was actually cheated out of GM or, you know, front office person of the year, whatever the award is called. <laughs> I think he was cheated out of that reward, like award for sure. Same thing with Sean McDermott. I think Sean McDermott, you know, I get it. A lot of people have yelled at me over the last couple of weeks, but Sean McDermott, we don't have a coaching problem, you know. I like, and even with what you said, I want to piggyback off of what you said. Um, look, I get it. Uh, we want to win the Super Bowl. I want a damn Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I completely understand the frustration, but I just need people to understand that Sean McDermott is one of the winningest coaches over his tenure. Uh, so over those six years. The Buffalo Bills have been a winning franchise. Sean McDermott has made the playoffs five out of six years. He's, um, you know, has one of the best. Okay, we all hate Leslie Frazier, right? So everybody was happy to see him leave. Guess what? He was one of the best defenses. You lose the bet the last game of the year, so it's we for, we want to ignore everything else and be like it don't matter. It don't matter. It matters. And even with with Ken Dorsey, I know a lot of people um, aren't happy with his first year. Look. I know stats ain't everything because I was very upset that last game. You know, to score 10 points at home is unacceptable. 
in the divisional rounds is unacceptable. 10 points at home is unacceptable. But I tell you what, you look at the whole season instead of just one moment, and I feel like you you can have a better appreciation for uh, somebody in their first year of play calling. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I agree with you with Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott as a unit. I think that they're top tier. But I guess now my question is, this draft, we got to hit, man. And and from from your perspective, what do we need to hit on for us to to get that next thing to put us over the hump? Because I feel like we're there every year. We're we're a top contender. We win the AFC East now a few years in a row. But we got to get over that hump. So what is it that we need now coming up in this draft uh, that'll help us do it? See, again, I think Brandon Bean has put us in the position like he does a lot of off seasons. I would say probably at least the last two, if not the last three, where we don't really have like any like hole hole where it's like a glaring gaping hole um, outside of middle linebacker now, obviously. But um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I don't want any linebackers in this draft right now. Um, not at 27, at least. Uh, you know, so for me, I, I if you, I, wide receiver, but I don't think that it's going to come down to that because I think they're going to sign another wide receiver. I think, you know, Odell Beckham, a, a Hopkins, or one of those guys are, are going to come to Buffalo. I truly believe that. Um, and then don't need a running back anymore. <laughs> Certainly don't need corners. You know, uh, you brought your safety tandem back, maybe go safety, you know, get a guy to replace, you know, whichever one of those guys, you know, decide to go or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I, I, the the two glaring holes for me is obviously your defensive line like it has been. That's the one thing, um, you know, and Brandon Bean has tried to to <laughs> make that better, but, you know, the, it's just not developing the right way. Uh, so, I would say that's your, your glaring hole and then linebacker. And I don't know if I want to draft a linebacker or a, I certainly don't want to draft another defensive end. Um, you know, there's a lot of good linebackers and defensive ends out there that, that probably are going to sign for cheap. So it's in a position where, to me, where it's like, I, I don't really think the Bills need for anything from the draft. Um, so I say, hey, you, you could get like a playmaker for me right I, I think another playmaker somebody because the, the thing about drafting being a good team is you draft really really late and then it's kind of like iffy right you, these aren't guys who were you know superstars in college they were stars and weren't superstars though um and they won't really you know sometimes it takes development in order for them to succeed right I think we need a guy where it's like, this guy's got to be a great player with or without the, the development, with or without the right team. Like, he is one of them, you know, and I, I want to go get a guy like that. And I think that would require trading up. And people said, tell me all the time, oh, Brandon Bean doesn't trade up. And I understand that. But, you know, when you have done such a good job as Brandon Bean has done to fill all the holes in the roster, you don't really need to stack up on late round picks and, you know, fill out the team anymore you got a, a lot of depth a lot of good players you know starting um so i feel like support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. For me, I would like to see them package something and and go up and and get a a superstar talent. Yeah, so so I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. Like, I feel like everything that you said, I agree with, except when you're talking about the defensive line. I know we don't want another defensive end, but I'm going to tell you what, man, it's been a problem for me. When Vaughn went down, we just couldn't get to the quarterback. And I I don't get, I just don't get how you have a team full of first and second rounders and you can't get to the quarterback. So, you know, aside from that, I agree with you, but I I would like a receiver. Yo, if we could get one of the, like, I don't know how, like the money thing has to work and I don't know how we can afford a DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know how we can afford um, Odell Beckham Jr. Came out and said, he's not really looking for 20. He don't know where that report came from, but four ain't enough. I don't know how we can afford Odell Beckham Jr. I would love it, but can can we afford it? I don't know. Uh, well, so for me, if you can get one of those guys in the draft, I'm with you. Let's do it. Um, Sarah says Stevie suggested Melvin Ingram today. And it, look, I would love a Mel- Melvin Ingram on his team. Um, you give me that type of energy. I'm never going to be upset at it. But but you also have to look at you can't just look at how we're improving. You have to look at how our division is improving so the title of the day's show is afc beasts because i feel like miami um they were right there anyway before Tua really started to like just be out for substantial amount of games um i feel like the dolphins were right there anyway um then they add one of the best cornerbacks in the league now you look at the jets they're going to be adding Aaron Rodgers at some point soon plus that to me they were the best defense that the buffalo bills faced last year um, they've been drafting very well. That, that coaching staff there, that GM, very competent. So I feel like the Jets, um, you know, they're coming. They're coming. The Patriots, I think everybody can laugh at the Patriots right now and point the finger, aha, you know, I feel like they fell off the wagon. And that's okay because they were dominant for so long. They can, they can suffer. Like, go ahead and suffer. Matter of fact, I don't even want y'all to make the playoffs for a long period of time. Like, y'all just, y'all just go in the basement. I'm going to throw it away, throw away the key. Y'all just sit in the dark for a while. But as far as the Jets and as far as the Dolphins, um, the way they're improving, we have to also attack that. So, like I said, um, you know, they're both offensively trying to take steps defensively. Very good. How do you see us attacking them come the draft? So, yeah, I <clears> – <throat> Well, that's the reason – that's kind of the reason I don't want to draft a a defensive end is because we've gotten Greg Russo and Boogie Basham and A.J. Epinesa, and and it hasn't really worked. I mean, Boogie – I'm sorry, uh, you know, group kind of has some potential, and I could see something kind of blossoming there. 
AJ Vanessa is okay, but I, I don't really think it's like moving the needle. And I don't really trust another draft pick to come in and make an immediate impact because this is a championship roster and we're looking to win the Super Bowl. Um, so we need somebody who can kind of help us, you know, win the Super Bowl this year versus a guy who would, you know, need to develop. Uh, that's that's coming from from my opinion. Um, I feel like what keeps the Bills over the hill in terms of the AFC East is is Josh Allen, quite frankly. Um, Tua is good. Uh, Tua is above average. Um, I would say he's scratching this, the, like this, the you know the the basement of good. Um, mm-hmm. he, he could be there one day. I'm not. I'm not saying he. He it was Dylan last year. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh wow, I was wrong. You know. So I, I'll admit that Tua Tua definitely got some talent. Um, but I, I feel like the Jets, the Jets are kind of you know they're making things happen and they they're looking good in terms of. Both both organizations are making really good decisions right now, which I didn't expect. Um, the only thing about Aaron, you know Aaron Rodgers is old. You know I, I'm I'm curious, very curious to see what the Jets are giving up to get Aaron Rodgers because if mm-hmm. you're gonna mortgage future for a guy who you're gonna have a year and or two or three maybe if you're lucky. I'm cool with that, especially with the way they they was moving. You know what I mean? They they look like they was about to become a competent organization. So, you know, I'd be cool with them working in the future away. I don't think that the Jets are better than us, even with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we just watched Aaron Rodgers and all of his uh, compadres on a team all together, and they won. <laughs> they didn't make the playoffs. You know what I mean, they mm-hmm. weren't good. So it's not like Aaron Rodgers just comes to a team and now they're a Super Bowl contender. They got to put some stuff around Aaron Rodgers. And don't get me wrong, the Jets have a decent roster, but – not a Super Bowl contending roster right now. So, um, again, I think Josh Allen puts us over the hill there as far as attacking them in a draft. Again, a superstar, you know, somebody who comes in and moves the needle immediately, uh, knows no questions asked. I feel like that's the way to go. Um, and I, I kind of feel like I want that on offense. Uh, I, you know, I've seen a draft pick where it's like Josh Allen is only thrown to one first round uh, pick at the wide receiver position. <laughs> and that was Kelvin Benjamin, dog. <laughs> right? Like, what? You know, so, uh, hey, let's go get Josh a superstar weapon. Uh, and, you know what I mean, get a guy who's who's now going to be here for five years off the bat, you know, uh, no questions asked. Then, then you still have, you know, why you can pay Stephon Diggs, you can pay this guy on his rookie contract, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, man, get Josh some help some more help rather because I do like what they're doing on offense right now and uh just just kind of you know hey make it you know make it unfair you know what I mean we don't we don't have to keep it competitive Let's blow people out next year what do you what do you think about the possibility because another thing that Stevie uh Johnson suggested online was let's trade our number two or our, our second round pick in Ed Oliver to Denver and then get Jerry Judy for Josh Allen and then, you know, so you're missing a second rounder, but you still got your first, you got your third. How do you feel about a move like that? I don't know if Jerry Judy is worth Ed Oliver and a second rounder. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'd give that up for like maybe 
uh, I don't even know if I give that up for D Hop for real. I'm I'm okay with trading that Oliver right now because like I I just don't think we're going to be able to pay him, and I also don't think that we have the defense that's best utilized to to or that's best for his skill set um, and his size in particular. I feel like I would prefer a more husky defensive line, more you know it, like brick wall there defensive line where it's just a body of jersey and you not running up you know between the guards or between the tackles where their pace may be um that's what i would like to see i like to see us go get calais campbell and you know what i mean <laughs> jadavian Clowney or melvin ingram you know two two or three two two of those guys i feel like if you can get them cheap that's what i would like to see um but you know ed oliver i'm kind of i'm kind of over it so I, I would be okay with training him for Jerry Judy. I don't know about a second round pick though. Maybe a third at the most to me. Well, see, Denver was saying that the conversation is starting at at least a first or a player <laughs> in a second. That that's that's been the report. Good. I don't know that good. Well, see, and that's the thing. A lot of people we, we can't tell if he's that good because he's had sub subpar quarterback play over the last few seasons. He's been injured, and you know, so all of this stuff. So it's like now they're trying to value him at what they probably thought he was going to be when they drafted him, as opposed to what he's given us. I'm with you. Um, if I, I could see trading Oliver for him. You want Oliver? Let's do it. Player for player. I know that don't happen much. We had that happen with Kiko and Shady. You know, um, there's been a couple other things where you remember that happening, but me giving up a second and Oliver, I just, I just can't see it happening, man. I think um, now here's the thing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of down on on Ed. I love Big Ed. I root for Big Ed. Like I want Ed to be that dude. Like like man, when he got when he got drafted, I was so excited. I was so excited because it's like he, you know, he he in my head, he was like going to be Chris Jones. Yeah. That ain't happened. You know what I mean? That hasn't happened. Now on Thanksgiving, it happens. Every Thanksgiving, you look at what Ed does and Ed is doing that thing. Other than that, you might get a game here or there, or you might get a certain couple plays here or there. But Ed just doesn't give us the value uh, that we need for $10 million. And I, I'm telling you, with the way we're strapped for cash this season, I can think of a lot of things that we could do with $10 million that I would be happy with. Yeah, I agree. I it Let's say Calais Campbell wants a two-year $10 million deal. I feel like he would be – more productive in our offense than, or I'm sorry, our defense than Ad Oliver would be, you know, making 10 million this year. I, you know what I mean? So I, I, I love that. Again, I'm with you. I was crazy amped when we drafted. I was like, what? We got a top five talent at nine. Come on. Like I was, I was super happy. Um, And every year I've been singing his praises. I go through his tape and he'd be throwing people around and, you know, I was excited and I was like, this is the year. You know, it just wasn't the year. Uh, you know, it's not that he was bad. You know, it's just that he's not necessarily great all the time. Um, he is a great player, but he's not great all the time. And he, you know, he's not, you know, one of those dominant pass rushers or run stoppers, especially not a run stopper. Um, you know what I mean? And I, I just feel like I feel like someone else, someone bigger, stronger would would work better in our particular defense. Yeah. Yo, first of all, I just got to shout out my man, Daryl Domes, man. He's in the comments talking reckless. This, so, so our, our, we got a group chat and, and, and in the group chat, he is so down on Gabe Davis. And obviously I just mentioned how I'm down on Ed. He said, keeping the buck, I'm open to trading Ed and Gabe. 
I'm going to tell you why you don't trade Gabe. I get it. Um, I don't think that he's worth the contract that he's going to command when he becomes a free agent in a couple of years. I don't think he's worth that then. But I think if you can bring in a guy like a Odell Beckham Jr., um, or if you can draft somebody like a Zay Flowers, or if you can like if you can bring in a guy that can be the in-between Steph and in-between Gabe guy, Gabe can be a phenomenal wide receiver three. I don't think he's been yeah. a great wide receiver two, but he can be a phenomenal wide receiver three. And I think once you once you take the pressure off of him, I think Gabe is going. He's going like he. I'm just telling you, man. Like you give you give him that year. Give him that year with another player a, alongside him and, and Steph. Now, I also get that there's a huge part of Bill's mafia that's down on Gabe, and I get why. Fifty percent drop rate. There's touchdowns that he dropped. The, um, there's games that we lost. So we lost three games this year during the regular season by a combined total of eight points. The game that we lost against the Jets, there was a there was a ball at the end of the game after Josh Allen injured his UCL that he threw a bomb 65 yards in the air that literally hit Gabe on the left nipple <laughs> and, the, and just dropped it, just dropped it. So I, I trust me, I get the frustration. You could talk about the playoff game against Miami where uh, Josh put it perfectly in the end zone and, and it hit him right in between, dropped it. Um, oh, I can think. Cam, bro, what are you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry. I'm, we can stop. We can stop. But what I'm saying is I get why people are down on him. But again, just hear me out. Just think about the year prior. Actually, don't even think about the year prior. Think about two years prior. The year that we made the playoffs and the first game was at home, COVID year. So really, it wasn't that many fans in the stadium, but we played against the Colts. Yeah, I, I, I remember specifically, man, there was two plays. Gabe on the right sideline caught the ball going out of bounds. That very next play, he came back, caught it going out of bounds. He makes big plays and big moments. The problem is he's that guy that'll go out there and make the impossible catch, but then he'll drop the easy one. And, yes. and, and, and to me, that's what Knox was a couple years ago. So, again, we just we – just, uh, we we gotta we I just feel like we gotta get him in a position where he's not dependent on as a wide receiver too. Okay, that's fair. And, and like you, you said earlier, you know, I, I do video editing. So when you do video editing, you gotta watch these plays like mm-hmm. 10, 20 times over and over again. So like, you know, that that's honestly what helps me watch film is because I gotta watch these plays so much. Um and I think Gabe has Every single tool you need to be a great wide receiver in this league. So I'm with you. I wouldn't trade him, but I'm okay with trade. If they did trade him, I wouldn't be like, oh, my. You know what I mean? I am I wouldn't trade him, though, because, again, I, oh, my God, he'd be a phenomenal three. He'd be the best three in the league. Easily. But, I, you know, again, them, them chops hurt, man. They, they be hurting, bro. And, and um. Sometimes it just seems like he, he kind of gets lost in the sauce. It's like, where he's at? You know, but route running, he's got deceptive speed. That boy fast, especially yeah. for somebody his size. He jump ball. Uh, he got the goal ball. He, you know, he can do everything. And, you know, he, he can do above, above, you know, what the typical wide receiver can do. As you just mentioned, those those catches. Like, you know, that one where it was falling to the ground, he caught it right, you know, barely before it touched the ground and still somehow got him. It's like he he – he makes crazy plays. 
but again, he, he'll drop the one that's right in his hands and, you know, in the most crucial moment. And, you know, that hurts. So I agree with you. Him as a three would be best three, best three in the league. And like I said, he's got all the skills. He's got all the intangibles. He's a leader. He's smart as hell. Uh, you know, he's got everything you need to be a good wide receiver in his league. And he's just, you know, and, and, and honestly, I'm not even going to put that on just him. I feel like this whole entire Bills offense lacked accountability last year. With the mm-hmm. amount of turnovers and how frequently those turnovers happened Josh. and how nothing checked, you know, uh, everything went unchecked, rather. I feel like our whole offense was kind of on that vibe, and his drops were just like another part of that. Bro, it was Josh, too, man. And it was Josh, man. And I'm telling you, like, again, that's one of the things that I get yelled at about is because I'm like, no, Josh needs to be accountable for the red zone turnovers. He needs to be accountable for the fumbles. He needs to be accountable for the interceptions at the worst possible time. Like, I don't know if you remember the Chicago game. You should, but why? Because we had six points going into the half against one of the worst teams in the entire NFL. There's no reason why the Bills should – now, we won it, and we ended up opening it up in the third and fourth quarter, but there's no reason we should be down six to ten at the half. Like, what are we What are we doing? And everybody – shout out to Spin. I'm just saying. And, and <laughs> shout out to Spin. Uh, he said Allen had to change his throwing motion after his UCL injury. Listen, I get it. He messed up his UCL if Josh wouldn't have played, our season would have been over and ah, blah, 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 right? I hear it. I don't want to hear it. If you're on the field and you're playing, I don't want the excuse of, oh, but it's UCL. Because we don't use that excuse when he throws a 65-yard bomb uh, to whoever and it's a touchdown. Then it's like, see, even with the UCL, we got the best quarterback in the league. We don't use that excuse when Josh is doing flips over the Jets on a third and 11 where he's running for first down and he does a helicopter spin. We don't use that excuse. So I don't want to use it when, you know, and then even, again, another comment. Shout out to my man, L Boogie. L Boogie have, um, he, he come in here a lot of times with some things, and I got to get you this time, dog. I'm sorry. He said, here's my argument about Gabe. Last year, he wasn't a rookie, but he was a rookie. He was a rookie as far as being a number two. That was his first time consistently going against two and number one cornerbacks. And I hear, the, I hear it, but this is what I'm going to say. I don't want to hear it because going into the season, you had Josh Allen talking about Gabe Davis. Is he's not? I don't look at him as a wide receiver two. He's a wide receiver one B. Well, wide receiver one B should be eating up wide receiver twos. I mean, quarterback twos. That's how I see it. Yeah. So let's move on from Gabe. I don't want to bash Gabe. I like Gabe. I think Gabe is a phenomenal wide receiver three. Let's talk about Lil Dirty man. Lil Dirty found Ooh. a new home today. Little Dirty found a new home today. He's out in Naptown. My now technically, I guess, is my third home because I, I spent some time. I lived in in Naptown for about five six years. Love Naptown. Love great great city, man. Great people. Uh, downtown, the scene is amazing. They got some good food. Just just all around a good town. Little Dirty found a new home. I was talking to somebody today from out there, and I told him, I said, "Y'all gonna love him and hate him at the same time, man," because he's he's so frustratingly talented. Like, yeah. he's good, and you just feel like he should be a lot better. Like, you should you feel like the results should just be different. But then he's the guy that, you know, he fumbles, and he uh, makes bad decision on punt and kickoff returns. And uh, he, Drops like, there's one play that, that Daryl talks about a lot that 
I forget who we were playing, but he ran out. I think it was Minnesota when when Josh threw the interception in the end zone. He literally ran himself out of bounds and didn't come back in to try to make the tackle. He didn't. So, again, he just makes these dumb mistakes. But what do you think about the move for him? I think I actually I, I like it. I think it's a good fit. Uh, I mean, if they, you know, know who their quarterback is, <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like uh, I want him to succeed. I, I don't really know what his best course of action to do that would be. Um, but I know a, like Chris Ballard is an amazing GM and, um, I feel like outside of quarterback woes, he has really put forth a uh, great rosters for the Colts for the most part. Um, and so I, I feel like he, he could build something and I feel like I, it could really bode well for Isaiah McKenzie. Um, but he's going to have to earn it, you know, just like he did here in Buffalo and he did earn it. He just, once he got it, he didn't really do enough with it. Um, but I feel like it, with, with Indianapolis, he's going to have to go there and start over. Um, I, I, I'm happy he got signed. You know, he's a good football player. He deserves to be on an NFL team. Um, I, I, I wish it could have worked out in Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. just the, the consistency just was not there. Uh, man. And, and a consistent Isaiah McKenzie, we wouldn't need Hardy. You know, we, we wouldn't need Sherfield. We would have it, you know, we would have it with Isaiah McKenzie. We would have a guy who, who we could rely on, who, you know, could make plays for us on a consistent basis, but he just couldn't be that guy for whatever reason. I, I feel like for me, I was <laughs> – what was that? The, <laughs> what game was that? I think it was the Colts game or – or I'm sorry, not the Colts game. It was the Chiefs game or the Dolphins game, I feel like, where he dropped that one touchdown pass where it was in his lap and, and, and he dropped it and I almost cried. Like, I, I at that moment, I wanted him off the squad. And then he had a, another drop later in the season where it was like second and 10 from, oh no, it was the Pittsburgh game, I think, where it was second and 10 from our own one yard line. And he dropped a pass that could have uh, got us out of the shadow of our own end zone. And then uh, Gabe Davis obviously caught the 99 yarder. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was a couple of times where Isaiah McKenzie kind of just like, he just didn't show up in a moment where he could have really helped us out. I'm going to tell you when I was done with Isaiah McKenzie on the Buffalo Bills. So not this season. Go back to last season, the season prior. We played against the Indianapolis Colts in Buffalo. Now, everybody remembers the game because Jonathan Taylor ate. Like Jonathan Taylor, he he had like what? He had like 600 yards rushing. He had like 17 touchdowns. Like that game, <laughs> he, he destroyed us. He destroyed us. But this is this is what got me. Do you watch HBO's um, Hard Knocks? Sometimes. Okay, so last year or during that season, on that I show, know exactly. the Indianapolis Colts were the team that was being uh, featured for that season. The special teams coach said, this guy right here is going to cough the ball up. He's going to give us the ball. Lo and behold, Isaiah McKenzie on a kickoff return comes out of the end zone. He slips. Nobody touches him. Nobody tackles him. He slips and fumbles the ball and they turn it over within our own 15 yard line. And I, ever since I was just done, I'm like, you know what? Get this dog. 
Get this guy out of here. It, it yeah. was already over, but still, like, get this guy out of like, like the dude called it on national TV. This guy right here is gonna get. He's going to him. He gonna cough it up and turn it over. And what did he do? Man, I watched that film back, and I just. Yeah, and then yet. the Chief game this year, this season, the Chiefs game, it was a fumble basically on Josh. They caught it on Josh because it was a backwards pass. But we were driving. It was the first drive of the game for the Buffalo Bills on offense. And we were down within – I think we were in the red zone. We were probably on like the 16, 17-yard line. Josh threw a lateral basically to him. He just wasn't ready for it. It bounced off his chest, fumble, going the other way. Just get this guy off my zone. team. Yeah. It was a speed zone. He was supposed to be expecting the football. Get this guy off my t- now. I love Little Dirty. I think as a as a person, phenomenal guy. As a as a um, personality for the team, phenomenal guy. He brought so many. He brought so so much to Western New York. He brought so much um, energy to the locker room, and he brought so much personality to the team. And you know, doing the the. He had his podcast with Tyler, which I think is is a great thing when players will be open like that with the fan base and allow fans to kind of get to know them on a different. I love everything about it. But, dude, I just could not trust him. When we traded for Naeem Hines last year, it was like it was like God himself was like, Spence, I got your back. Here you go. I don't want you to have a heart attack every time the Bills are back to receive a punt or a kickoff. This is for you. And like I just. I'm happy the Colts got him. I'm happy. No, Naeem Hines was sneakily one of the best trades we've had, what, since Stephon Diggs. He, he sneakily has been great. And the fact that we don't use him more is kind of uh, jarring. It's, it's a little – it makes me a little uncomfortable that they don't know. to. And that dude right there, they, they had two kickoff returns in the same game mm-hmm. in the most emotional game of the season for us. Yeah, like keep giving him the ball. And it was just like, no. So, well, you know, I had him on a code of conduct a couple of weeks ago, or maybe maybe about a month and a half ago. And he said that the playbook was was extremely difficult for him. And he was honest and open about that. He said that, um, you know, coming in like week nine, week 10, he said the Bills were already like winning. They were on these like basically you could tell that what type of team they were. Positions were solidified. And he said it was just really difficult for him to grasp the playbook and to break open or, you know, to crack the, the lineup when it comes to getting carries and stuff so i respect him if that's the honest guy to answer and i don't think a player would say yo it was tough for me to grasp the playbook if it wasn't tough so hopefully this season um they can find a way to work him in there and you know what i miss again the things i used to love about isaiah mckenzie when we used to be able to do like those jet sweeps and those um little gadget plays do that with naheem Hines. i just think you know find a way to make him a punt returner in the offense. And I just think it would just be, it would be phenomenal, man. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, that, that, that does, suck. but no, but you're right. I don't think a player would sit there and, and admit that, you know, they don't know the the playbook, but he really should have just focused on the same hundred plays that Ken Dorsey called all season. People, you, I, I, people are tough on Ken Dorsey. What's your opinion on Ken Dorsey? I know, you know, like <laughs> for me, I have to come with the grip. I have to come to grips with the fact that he is a first year guy. This is his first year at Calling Place, and he did a good job, right? Second offense are in terms of scoring and end yards, right? He did a good job. Now, 
for me, I, I like to, to kind of judge people based off of like, like all things equal type of thing, right? If you don't have the most talented quarterback that the NFL maybe has ever seen, what would this offense look like? And when I think about that, I'm disturbed. I'm very disturbed because I don't think we would have any good if we had not Josh Allen. Um, and and really, that is what kind of made its mark on me about my opinion of him as an offensive coordinator. It was another thing that happened that really it didn't have anything to do with him. But when Patrick Mahomes got injured in the playoffs and Chad Henney came in and they went 99 yards with Chad mm-hmm. Henney to score a touchdown, <laughs> I boo-hoo cried up. I was like, yo, we are not winning the championship. Not with what we have seen from the play calling this year, because I, I genuinely do not think Ken Dorsey could have put anything close to that drive together. Um, and and well, that, that was, is that what, year it was Brian Dayball. But that year it was Brian Dayball. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this past year when when uh, Andy Reid did it with uh, um, K- KC, who they was playing. I forgot who they was playing. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, he injured his ankle. So he was out. Right. And Chad Henney came they went 99 yards. It went 99 yards methodically. And and I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I just genuinely don't believe Ken Dorsey could put a drive like that together. And and it scared me, you know, because we got this guy who was going to be a problem for us for the next decade in both Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And, you know, I'm looking at Ken Dorsey and I'm like, I, I haven't seen any creativity from you all season. So, and and that's creativity with Josh Allen under center. Like you don't have Sam Darnold or you know Baker Mayfield. You got Josh Allen, and all it is is drop back and Josh is is drop back and pass. Josh in the field. If you can't do nothing, take off. You know stuff. It, 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 that's genuinely what it looked like. There was no flow. There was no like. There, there was no game plan to me. There was no like. It didn't like you know how they put the first uh, fit team plays together and it's supposed to you know create some offense create some flow create some balance so that you have an identity to move forward in the rest of the game I genuinely don't feel like the offense had an identity after a while it was literally just Josh go out there drop back and see what you can do another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And Man, that- I saw a play today. I'm going to send it to you, too. I'm actually, I was looking for it now where you were talking. I'm going to send it to you. I know you're on your phone. So when you when we get done with this show, watch it and, and, and please just text me back and tell me what you think about it. The thing is, I agree, like, we want to get on Dorsey and we want to get on everybody. Yo, we have to improve that offensive line. We just gave Brandon Bean a lot of credit earlier in this show by saying he's put us in a position to win. He's always had this type of roster that was just dope. But we need a better offensive line. This play, you know, man, I don't know if everybody can see this. <laughs> no, you can't. Listen, this play, Josh was running for his dear life. Like, he was running for his life, and you, 
but it's several plays like that. It, it wasn't just that one against the Patriots. There's several plays. And it's like we have to get to the point where um, we actually give Josh Allen a chance to let plays develop so he can do all the Josh Allen things that he does. When he has time to throw, Josh Allen is the I, – I, I say it every week, and I'm going to say it every week until it happens. When Josh Allen has time to throw, and he literally has time to process everything, and he takes what the defense gives him on every play, he's going to win MVP every single season he does that. Because he literally – dude, if he takes – if he just takes out, okay, nobody open downfield, let me dump it off here to Cook. Okay, let me hit my man Diggs on a seven-yard route. Oh, uh, okay, let me see – I mean, just take what they give him. And Josh is – you give Josh – my man L Boogie says give him a top seven line. Man, give Josh a, a top 12 line. Give him a top – matter of fact, give him, a, give him a, 50, a top 15 line. That is not – sorry for my dogs being wild. they in the back. They mad with me. Yeah. Say it again. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was saying you absolutely right. You give Josh a top, top half of the league line and – and it's a completely different ball game. And it's just frustrating because we know what Josh can do. We've seen Josh do some amazing things. And then you you you, you just don't put the resources out there to protect him. You just don't put he didn't get injured scrambling. He didn't get injured jumping over a, a, a you know a defensive lineman or a, a cornerback halfway down the field. He got injured in the pocket. In the pocket. Yeah. So, whatever. Let's get ready to get on out of here, man. My dogs are starting to go crazy, so I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to keep it going. But uh, you got anything special coming up that you want anybody to, or that you want everybody to know about, kind of shine some light on? Uh, yeah, man. I, again, to be on the lookout for this uh, event with Stevie Johnson, we ain't got no name or nothing. Uh, <laughs> right now, I just got to finish playing everything. I'm going to be hitting you up about that, so. So, yeah, let's get it. Uh, be, be on the lookout for that. But, hey, man, y'all, listen. This is my second. No, this is my second year in this business, in this this community. All right, y'all gonna have to bear with me, okay? I'm not used to you know me giving my opinion, and now I got a hundred people <laughs> telling me why they disagree. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'm not used to it. All right, y'all gonna have to bear with me. And, uh, you know, uh, as far as event planning and stuff, like, look, man, we look, bro. <laughs> I met Jay Smith in person at a karaoke night that he threw. When I tell y'all, it was live, yo. It yeah. was, listen, that the, the we were at, like, a little bar. It was packed, bro, from front to back, and everybody was having a good time. If I try to throw a karaoke, <laughs> what? you know what I mean? So Jay Spence has a, a different type. You know what I'm saying? So what he's saying up here is saying he's not a legend. Oh, stop it, right? But uh, um, nah, I just man. got the Dame hey. Dash. I, I just got to get the Dame Dash spirit in me. That's all. Hey, you know what? Hey, you you be Dame, I'll be hold, but, but we ain't going to break up. Hey, but but you know what? And that's it. But I just want you to know, like, I appreciate the compliments and the kind words, but I'm telling you, you're doing a good job. And, and um, you know, everything you do, I'm telling you, it, I've had some I had some events that didn't go the way I wanted them to go at first, like the, the, the skating party I threw the, the first year I did this. But I'm gonna tell you, you just keep doing it and you keep putting 
putting your passion behind it. And I, and it gets to the point where it don't even matter who shows up. Just just have a good time. And man, it's the your tailgate that that you ended up throwing out there with with um with Mookie and Ruben, dude. That was probably honest to God. It was probably the best tailgate I've been to over the last like two three years. So like just just keep doing what you do. And I know I mean that. I've said that so many times already publicly. Um, I've said it to Ruben when he was on the show. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Like you are, you are absolutely becoming a trailblazer in this community, and I'm proud of you. Like I'm proud to see where you've grown from. Just, just keep crushing it, man. Keep crushing it. Thank you, man. I, I want to say, bro. I look, bro. I tell you this all the time, but I swear, bro. Is I, I only say it so much because it's genuine. You know what I mean? Like for me, coming up, I was a loner. You know what I mean? I ain't really, you know what I mean? I ain't really get down with people like that. Um, so to come into this community where everybody's so open and welcoming and, and loving and caring is it's crazy to me. Uh to meet so many people that's like minded and that you know that say if that's the same energy mm-hmm. and passion as me has been crazy. So, you know, to 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 meet you, bro, and to communicate with you over these last this last year or two, bro, hey bro, it, it has been an absolute pleasure, bro. Um I, I really appreciate every single thing you've ever done for me, bro. Like genuinely bro i love you and that's from the bottom of my heart bro i appreciate you man you already know i love you we're gonna have to um we're gonna have to run it back like we did last year for the opener we're gonna party again like that so i love you man listen (laughs) next week everybody i'm gonna be on vacation justice knew what i was talking about right there but look we're gonna be on vacation uh next month or next week i wish it was for a full month but i'm gonna be on vacation next week i have a special guest host uh, that's going to be hosting the Code of My man Joe Miller is going to be hosting it. And I got my man, I just called him the Don earlier. My man Mookie Hawkins is going to be the special guest. Uh, so please join us next week, same time for the Code of Conduct. My man Joe Miller holding it down for us. He's, he said he didn't want to do the overreaction because he don't want to overreact until he got something to overreact to. So he's going to come and do the Code of Conduct. And um, look, again, Justice, I appreciate you, dog. And everybody, y'all know how we do it over here. Y'all love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. Code of Conduct.